The Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh gave some very intriguing Mark Andrews updates on Monday that could potentially mean a return of a deep playoff run is made. We talk about if Andrews can actually return from the injury and a lot more coming up next on this episode of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host here with you, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, coming at you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for tuning in here and making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. Of course, we're free and available, as always, all podcasting platforms. That's in video form and audio form, the whole nine yards. You can find us. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Game Time. Dial the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. The Ravens coming off of their Thursday night win, 34-20 to 20 over the Bengals in that primetime M&T Bank atmosphere. Here to talk about that, Mark Andrews, and a lot more is, of course, from our Baltimore Ravens wide receiver and a Super Bowl champion, Kadri Ismail and Q. Was a big win for the Ravens getting back on track after that Cleveland loss in week 10. I think they definitely needed it and now puts them firmly in the driver's seat in the AFC North. And I, th- I think probably put the end to the Bengals AFC North hopes. I am not going to say never because this is the NFL. Uh, I have seen the craziest scenarios take place. So I'm going to pause on that. However, like you're saying, it is highly, 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 highly improbable <laughs> that they're going to have a chance to take the AFC North crown and therefore have an opportunity to win or get into the playoffs. Now, why is that? Because this is a quarterback-driven league, and you and I have been around long enough to watch games, and we've seen how when you've got a great quarterback, it makes a difference, and when you've got a backup, once they figure out the backup, and that's the key point, the backup is going to have some good games and some good plays and stuff. But once you figure him out, goodness gracious, like it's like you're just salivating at the bit and you just get after him. And it's, it's you know, Katie barred the door. They're, they're about to come after you from a defensive mindset. And you pretty much, you know, as a team, to say it bluntly, you're screwed <laughs> unless you got – some amazing special team returner, some amazing special team punter, some amazing kicker that can make 50-plus yarders from anywhere on the field, and literally a defense that is so freaking tenacious that they just turn over the ball and they score. I have not seen that type of a team. Like, I don't know. We haven't seen it ever. Not in this new age of football where they protect the quarterback not in this age of football where you're going to have guys run across the middle and be able to catch the ball and la, 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 la. Not in this age where literally you're kicking the ball into the end zone every single time. Maybe the punt returner, but I don't see any Devin Hester or Joshua Cribs as returners. So my soliloquy, my opening statement, bye-bye, Bengals. Yeah, you, if you if you tune in for nothing else on Locked On Ravens, you tune in for the Kadri Esmail opening statements because it's a party every single time. You, I, I love the energy, but 
with this game with the Bengals, let's talk injuries first, because I think that was one of the major storylines coming out. You mentioned Joe Burrow and, and his wrist. That's going to obviously put a damper on the Bengals' hopes this year. But the Ravens also did not come out unscathed. Mark Andrews, very early in the game, goes down with the ankle injury. I want to start with the hip drop tackle for you before we actually get into Andrews, because it, it's a conversation point we now hear the NFL might be moving to ban this. And I think with the restrictions in today's league already placed on defenders, look, the, the Logan Wilson tackle there was unfortunate, really unfortunate play. You hope the best for Mark Andrews in the recovery. But I know that, you know, even Patrick Queen spoke about it after the game. Marcus Williams spoke about it after the game. And both those guys, paraphrasing here for me, but essentially said, you know, football's football. We need to get the guy down somehow. If Logan Wilson doesn't make this tackle and he kind of wraps around the waist, who's to say Mark Andrews doesn't bully his way into the end zone and score a touchdown and that impacts the play? I get that it's a, it's a dangerous type of tackle, but in today's game, there are already so many restrictions. What's your view on the quote-unquote hip drop tackle in this league right now? I want to say this. I have been watching football since I was a little boy. I have seen some of the ugly of football growing up into playing it at each level. And I have seen them legislate some of the ugly out of the game. The hip drop tackle is part of the ugly that needs to be legislated out of the game. When you look at what kind of came about over in the game of rugby, it was first a way to kind of wrap and then roll, but guys couldn't necessarily get a hold of when they would slip off and they would grab on a hip and then it would just drop violently on the back of the leg and roll. I know, and I'm wearing the, the Goda shirt, my missile training logo in the background. I know I teach strong ankle structure, a way to move, a way to move like an Ed Reed or a Randy Moss. And both exhibit strong foot structure and the way in which their hip and ankle work together, they go from out to end. Well, that out to end, when you hip drop tackle, the ankle stays out while the femur is rotating in and you get this twisting action. And that twisting action is what causes the horrific tear, whether it be down at the uh, tibia fibia element of the ankle or whether it be up at, by the hip and you have a, a ball and socket dislocation or a violent knee dislocation like we saw from the young man, Travis, the FSU star quarterback, who now his career is in jeopardy. When I looked at some highlights, obviously Twitter formerly, or X formerly known as Twitter, when I looked on there, there was a, a video showing like the hip drop tackle and how it was banned in rugby. And you saw everything that I just explained and it was ugly. And when you look at Mark Andrews and you see the way that hip drop looked, like just it just makes no sense. Like you do not want offensive lineman, a Miles Garrett, engage with Ronnie Stanley and John Simpson come and, and knock him at the knee. 
You wouldn't want to see that. You wouldn't say DJ Reader going up against Tyler Linderbaum, and all of a sudden Kevin Zeitler just whoop whoop going at his his knee. You wouldn't want to see those type of hits where you would have a Patrick Queen coming off the edge and violently slapping a guy up in the head. You wouldn't want to see you pick any safety in the league and having him lunge up at an offensive player and trying to either cave in his neck, head, or chest while he's up in the air. We call that a defenseless receiver? Oh, yeah, we do. You don't even want to see the Heinz Ward crackback block that everybody is ooing and on about that depleted Ed Reed. You don't want to see a leg whip that is violent in action when a defender got by an offensive lineman. Mark Andrews shouldn't be hurt. Now FSU should be playing and being in the mix of the college football championship. And this young man should be having a shot at being drafted. Figure it out. Otherwise, don't play the game, period. End of discussion. There, there are so many different conversation points with it. And I know the, look, the NFL says that they prioritize player safety and that should be the number one concern of the league player safety, but it goes beyond, it goes beyond head injuries, it goes beyond concussions, it goes beyond that whole conversation. That's a huge part of it, but obviously we've seen career altering injuries, career ending injuries, leg, ankle, whatever you want to call it. So there's a there's going to have to be, and I know the NFL is you know going to have that conversation in the offseason. We will figure out what it looks like for them, and I would not be shocked if they do move to to ban it. I know some people, again, multiple different points with it. But coming up in the second part of the show, we'll talk about the Andrews injury more specifically, what it means for him, short term, long term, could he return, and a lot more. Let's talk about it next year on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by Game Time, and I've had a ton of frustrating ticket-buying experiences in my day. Sometimes I wasn't sure if the seats were good. Sometimes I couldn't find last-minute tickets. Sometimes there are just no good deals at all, but you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With current last-minute deals, all them prices, views from receipt, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and the game time app has a ton of awesome things on there. Obviously no Ravens game this week in Baltimore There's a Ravens trap to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, but there are a ton of concerts in the area. And of course, a lot more And the game time app is great. They have last minute tickets, flash deals and zone deals and game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They have all in prices that show you your total up front, So, you know, you're getting a great deal without hidden fees and they're obsessed with finding you ways to help save money on tickets. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball concerts, comedy theater and so much more take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase Tons apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nfl spell l-o-c-k-d-o on nfl for 20 dollars off download game time so that's my tickets lowest price guarantee and this show is sponsored by better help and the end of the year season can be a little difficult the holidays are awesome i look forward to those but sometimes there can be some seasonal blues involved as well and this time of year can definitely be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings therapy can be a bright spot 
amid all the stress and change. And it's something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. And there are so many people who have benefited from therapy and they have a ton of great things that they offer you at therapy. And there are a ton of benefits. For example, sometimes it's helpful to learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It can empower you to become the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for everyone. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. We're back. Our second part of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still here with Kadri Ismail. And Q, we talked about the hip drop tackle first. That's obviously where Mark Andrews got injured. Will cost him some time, definitely. Now, it was feared to be the official injury, the fibula injury, the cracked with the ligament of the ankle. John Harbaugh says after the game, it's likely a season ender, but then we get the update on Monday, which it wasn't as bad as initially thought. And the scans came back a bit cleaner than initially thought. And there's maybe an outside chance. John Harbaugh says that Andrews could return. And some of the insiders say that, you know, would take a deep playoff run for that to happen. But based off of your understanding, if these reports about the injury, if it is actually this, the fibula injury with the ligament, What's this, what does that recovery look like? And is it something that Mark Andrews can realistically come back from? Because we're not in September. We're not at the beginning of the season. We're now in the middle of the year, which maybe if it was in September, it'd look a little better for him coming back. But what does it look like with it being a mid-November injury? So much to unpack there. So just from a, a report standpoint, like are we looking at no surgery? And that's where he's going to go down you know, to the Carolinas. I think Dr. Anderson is the, is the gentleman's name where he's going to get looked at. I, I guess he's the, you know, foremost authority in that regards of uh, the, the lower leg uh, injury. If it's just a sprain, um, it's a high ankle sprain. Sprain technically means there is a tearing of or stretching of a ligament. Um the ligament or tendons, either way, they need blood supply to help heal. And if it's a tear or certain degree of tear, it's going to dictate the um, way in which it heals. Because it's lower leg, again, it's not a lot of healing that goes on down there from a blood supply aspect of things. And that's why they say when you got a high ankle sprain, oh, my gosh, that's a six to 12 weeker. And there are techniques I have personally uh, been a part of uh, helping a guy um, get back from high ankle sprain. Actually, my own son, when he was in high school, uh, went to take him to the uh, orthopedic. Boom, they said he has a high ankle sprain, needs to be off of it four to six weeks. And he was actually back out playing no pain in uh, two and a half weeks. Um, how there's some aggressive treatments. We'll need to go into all that. All I'm saying is for Mark Andrews, this seems like a very severe injury. So yes, we got to figure that out. Now, what if you say him coming back now, the, the way in which he would come back to the point is the rehab and then how much pain can he take? Because there, it has to be an aggressive rehab. Gosh, golly. I mean, that's, you know, planting and running and cutting because I don't want you out there if you're not going to be able to 
fully be Mark Andrews. And that's that's an awful lot, and that's a large undertaking. But if there's anybody who mentally can do it, it's Mark. Yeah, he's we know how competitive he is. We know he wants to be on that field. And I it it's not the same, but when you talk about JK and kind of his whole situation, we know how competitive JK is. We know that he wanted to be out on that football field and making plays for the Ravens. But when it comes to that, obviously we don't know officially what the injury is. And I think if we did know, we'd have a little bit better of an idea of what a timeline would be. But is there any way, Q, that if it is the fibula and the ligament, that he would be 90%, 95%? Or is there is the reality he's probably, if he comes back, going to be 60, 75, 80? Where is that conversation with you? So again, you got to remember too, one of the things when you go into training camp, you're at a hundred percent from training camp to the end of training camp, wherever you're at, that's where you're at for the season. That's like your highest freshness that you're going to be for the season. So if I come out of training camp, like a good thing is 70%. Like an amazing thing is 80%. Oh, man, I'm 80%, bro. I mean, that's dang going near 100%. So you go into the regular season, you're 80%, bro. You're like, oh, buddy, we're going to have a great year. So it's a battle of attrition. By the time you get into November or December, my God, man, if, especially if you got some years on you, I'd say if you're 60%, Gosh, you've been taking care of your body. Prime example is Odell Beckham. He's gotten better because of the, the strategic way they've rested him and the strategic way they've been using him. And so it's no coincidence that you look at the Cleveland and Cincinnati games as games where, like, ooh, he showed out. Even saw a little glimpse of it in the Seattle game. But, but I'm telling you, like, he gets tagged with his, his shoulder. It's always going to be something. I know John Harbaugh and his presser earlier this week even touched upon that. But everybody's going to have an injury. No one, no one is 100%. And so now you're looking at like a, a Mark Andrews. Like sadly, unfortunately, like right now he's hovering at around 40%. Maybe even 20 because of the, the injury is the injury. Like, you know, so to come back, they're only going to get like, 55%? Like, you know, that's on a good, good note. Can you play with that? Of course you can. I'm not saying you can't, but just to for the listeners and the people that are out there and like, oh wow, you know, these guys are just amazing. They can play at 100%. No, they can't. <laughs> but they 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 were, you know, guys are trained to play at those lesser percentages of their full body energy and you know, the recovery and all the nutritional blah, 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 helps them at least get to game day and be ready to compete. And we know the Ravens' philosophy, Q, has been since JK's injury, honestly, probably since Ronnie's injury, they're, they're safe. They play it safe. They don't want to put guys out there with a risk-free injury. They want to make sure guys are good to go, like fully good to go. Does that mean 100%? Every time, for, maybe, probably not, based on what you were saying there, but at least good enough to go where there's not going to be a big risk. And if there is a risk with Mark Andrews where, you know, you're going to get him at 65% or 50% and there's a risk for something to get reaggravated, a long-term thing, that's a different part of it. Does this injury cue, depending on what it is and what the official thing is, will it have any long-term effects or 
is this a, he'll be back by 2024 and be 100% good to go at training camp if he doesn't play this season? If, if it is done right, in my experience and opinion, he could absolutely be back running full go by minicamp if it is done right. If it is done aggressively but yet conservative and depending, like, you know, if he has, like, other lingering stuff because he's had some, you know, years on his body, I say training camp, absolutely, he should be back, no problem. Yeah, and and that I think is the more important thing out of all this. You don't want to have this linger for multiple seasons and have this impact who he is as a player. So if that means having him miss the rest of the season, including playoffs, then so be it. But we'll see. I think we have more information when he meets with the specialist and, and maybe more information will come out then. Obviously, as we're recording this, we don't have that information because it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see what happens there. Coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk about how the Ravens can try to replace Mark Andrews, talk about that Ravens and Bengals game a little more, and talk about the rest factor the Ravens are currently in and have coming up. So be sure to stay tuned. We'll have to talk about it on the show. First, this show is sponsored by FanDuel. And you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team is. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's a better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player pops, overrunners, and more. If you bet the Odell Beckham yards over over on FanDuel in Week 11 against Cincinnati, you're living large there. Had a hundred over a hundred yards, so that that was a good one. Rashad Bateman scores a touchdown, so Rashad Bateman anytime touchdown prop. You're living large, and of course there are going to be plenty of amazing options over on FanDuel for this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. Visit FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. We're back here, our final segment: Locked On Ravens with Kadri Ismail. I'm Kevin Ostriker. And Q, this first question. I think this might be the favorite question that I've ever asked you on this show because of Mark Andrews going down. Who is it who has to step <laughs> up? You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. Isaiah likely has all the eyes on him, right? But it's not just likely. It's Mr. Charlie Kohler himself. He he is your man. He is your guy. Devonta Freeman is nowhere in sight. That's my guy. He's nowhere in sight. Your guy has the spotlight right now. What do you expect from Isaiah likely and Charlie Kohler as Mark Andrews works back from this thing, maybe to come back this season, maybe not? Yeah. So first and foremost, this is not how I envisioned it. So let's not get it twisted. I, I do not wish anyone harm ever. Don't want to put any kind of, you know, negative kind of take on that. Boom. That aside, whoo, buddy, let's strike up the Charlie Cola train. Cause I just think that all aboard, I think, you know, when it comes to Charlie Kohler and, and Isaiah likely, I mean, they both are a tandem, uh, you know, it's going to take both of them. It's not going to just be one. Uh, I think they they have an opportunity before them to earn the trust of, of Lamar Jackson, to be available for Lamar Jackson. All the attention is going to go to the wideouts now, all the attention coverage-wise, defensive players and all that. You're going to get some one-on-one opportunities or somebody's not going to be paying attention to you. you got to be ready and you got to make the play. Um, I just, I just think that Charlie, you know, when he got a chance, get in against, you know, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and he made his catch, you know, down the middle and 
took it up for a couple more yards. I was like, all right, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I just think Charlie Kohler is one of those guys that, along with Isaiah Likely, let me repeat that, along with Isaiah Likely, both can be a good one-two punch to take some of the pressure off of that particular position uh, that is the void left by Mark Andrews. Yeah, and we know that there, there's no replacing him. There's no just saying, oh, look, we have another Mark Andrews here. Let's just insert him and everything is the same. There, there's not replacing. You, you can argue, and I've kind of said it, that outside of Lamar, Mark Andrews is probably the guy you don't want to lose on offense. Like He is probably their second most important player there. And you can make a case for maybe Tyler Linderbaum or Zay Flowers or whoever, but to me, it's, it's definitely Mark. But then you have other options. I think they're more prepared for this than they were last season because you brought in Odell, you brought in Zay Flowers, you have Bateman and Aguilar, and you mentioned likely Kohler, et cetera. They have weapons around him, but you do miss an element of the middle of the field presence of Mark Andrews, the connection, the, the street ball ability that we've talked about, you and IQ of Lamar and Mark. What are they going to be missing with Andrews out of the equation here? So one of the things I think, like I saw in uh, Cleveland where he was, what, only two catches. Um, he was open. And it was – was that open or was that an ad-lib open? Um, but, but you know, I think Lamar was trying to get other guys involved and it just for whatever reason didn't happen. Obviously, Cleveland has a dominant defense. He didn't get a chance to really step up and throw the way he needed to. Then you saw um, – like Cincinnati before the injury, like it was like going to be the Mark Andrews show. Cause he's like, nah, I saw, I saw all this happen before where I try to go away from my guy and I'm just going to feed him. Let everybody else kind of get involved after I feed him. Uh, it reminded, it reminded me of the Showtime Lakers where, you know, Magic Johnson's like, you got to get the big fella involved. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got involved. Then, you know, everybody else is just going like feast. And I think that's what's going to be, you know, missing that that it's not even the third down thing. It's just like an every down thing, like a like a, like a get. Let's get this thing going. Let's get a big play. Let's get something like, you know, let's let's just sharpen this thing up. You know, let's let's like, yo, and that I think that was that chemistry that he and you know Mark had um, together, you know, and even he talked about it after uh, the game. It was like, that's my guy. You know, it's the peanut butter and jelly. No, I'm, I'm the jelly. I'm the sweetener. And bam, I'm throwing it out there. He's sticking chunky. <laughs> Getting it. That's where I think for Mark, um, his value to what the passing attack and what we see for Lamar Jackson is all about. Yeah. And I think to me too, the offense, I think was just finally starting to hit their stride and not that they can't hit it without him, but They've now gone five weeks scoring over 30 points straight. That's that's a big step for them. And you see Odell rounding back into form. You see Rashad Bateman rounding back into form. And to just have that middle – it's almost like the pick your poison that we talk about all offseason where if everybody's healthy and everybody's doing their thing, how are you going to stop Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews and Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman? So not having Mark there is going to be big. But that Bengals game, Hula, I want to get your thoughts on it because it was a 34-20 to 20 win – Lamar goes 16 to 26, 264, has those two touchdowns, but Gus Edwards finds the end zone two more times. He has been, he's kind of camped out in that end zone this season, it feels like. But Odell has his first 100 plus yard receiving game since 2021. Rashad Bateman scores his first touchdown of the year. The Ravens five sacks again. Matabike gets his 
nine and a half of the season. Oway gets in there, Tavius Robinson for him, Clowney Van Noy, the, the usual suspects. How do you think they did in that game, all things considered? I thought they all came out for a short week. And after just such a like a devastating letdown loss, you know, I thought they came out and played amazing. I thought they came out and was like, look, you know, we we know who we are. We don't know who is on the outside voting for us or against us, but we know who we are. We know that all we got to do is just do what we got to do as a team. And that's the key thing as a team. You saw it as far as the, the offense and just kind of the way they were gelling. You saw it as far as the defense and the way they were just like running. I mean, those stunts, my God, man, they were just like awesome. It wasn't just like a one guy beating the guy off the edge. I mean, you got linebackers running into guards and tackles and, Gosh, golly, you're seeing Jadavion Clowney coming off the uh, edge and around on a twist. I mean, just a phenomenal way in which you saw Adafi Owe and the way he was just doing his different maneuvers to get to the quarterback. And Justin Matabike, ha-ha, you know, Captain Obvious here. Like, homeboy is like first-team All-Pro. Captain Obvious here. Again, the long arm of the law just keeps on doing what he's doing with – uh, uh, the way he's tackling and the way he's knocking down balls in the open field, whether it be a, a tight end or whether it be a receiver, you know, like Kyle Hamilton is just all over the place. You know, I, I, I think, you know, uh, uh, Stevenson, like, what's his, what's my guy's, our, our guy's first name? Brandon Stevenson? Brandon Stevens, yeah. Brandon, like, like, honestly, he's having a Pro Bowl type year. Like, why can't we say that? You know, I, I, I get all the other, you know, name guys, but he's tough. He's held down some guys on his part, and he's tough. I'm sorry, but he's tough. And so, you know, at all those levels, you've seen guys make plays, man. So it was it was such a good just, man, we know who Cincinnati is. Let's not take him for granted. But more importantly, let's play our brand of football and shut up the naysayers. Yeah, Jamar Chase and two Marlon Humphrey-less games against the Bengals. Seven receptions, or against the Ravens. Seven receptions, 43 yards in that garbage time touchdown. A lot of that had to do with Brandon Stevens. He's been, yes. and I think people forget, I, I try to make this point as often as I can. They were going to have him play safety again this year. They were going to flip him back over, but they had so many injuries in that corner room. They said, we cannot afford to put him at safety. He has to go back to corner. He's played great. Ronald Darby has played great. Marlon Humphrey, when he's been out there, has played great. So they're the number one pass defense in the NFL right now for a reason, and I think Brandon Stevens is a big part of that. But I mentioned Q, Ravens have a bunch of rest here. They're in the midst of it right now after the Thursday night game. One game in 24 days. They obviously have the 10 days off before their Sunday night matchup with the Chargers here in week 12. But then you have after that, they're by. So it's another 14 before their next game. For you as a former player going through the bye weeks, is there a big difference, one, of when the bye week is during the season? Do players prefer the early, the late, the middle of the season bye? And then what does it do for the body to have that rest in the middle of such a grueling season? I will unequivocally say this. When you're at the beginning of the year and you have a bye, it sucks. It's like, okay, great. When you're in the middle or towards the end of the year and you have a bye, it's heaven on the body and, and just energize the brain because 
Like it, it is a grind. It is tough. But just that little bit of a reset. I mean, you just need just a little bit of reset. And it, and it gives the body that charge that you need to like literally just continue forth into December and January. And it's, it's so pivotal. I think, you know, the more rest you can get coupled by a strong, you know, uh, purposeful practice, that, that's that combination. That's the sweet spot, you know, cause you still want to keep that razor sharp edge. You still want to be, you know, that team that's, that's a fierce competitive team. That's going to hit you in the mouth, all those things. Uh, you still want to be able to feel out, you know, the energy of the game. You don't want to just rest overly. You know, we've seen that go both ways with a variety of teams over the years. But, you know, the teams that that just keep working through, heck, even go back to uh, the 47 squad. I mean, they didn't have a, a, a big rest. And towards the end of the year, they kind of faltered a little bit. But once they got to the playoffs, they went on a run because they were still kind of like sharp. Uh, you know, you go back to the, the 2000 squad, same thing. You know, they, they, they had that late season, just a little bit, and then, bam, they just went on that run. And it, 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 that's what you need, just enough, you know, just enough. And I think it's great because the Ravens have put themselves in a position at 8-3 and three right now where they can afford to have this rest, and then maybe they come out a little slow. But that's okay if they do because you're able to – have that leeway and that cushion for a loss or two if, if you need it. But of course you want to win every game, but the rest is going to be super, super huge for them. And I think it already has been is again, one game in 24 days does not happen very often for NFL teams in the middle of a season, which is, is amazing considering what this team has been through so far this season. McHugh, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Tuesday edition episode of the show. And hopefully again, when, we're talking next week. This will be a nine and three football team after a second straight primetime win over that Los Angeles Chargers team. I tell you what, I just think if we can stack these wins up, it really bodes well when you're, you're confidence late in the year and when you finally meet up with the hated Steelers and whoop up on them. Okay, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I got receipts. There, there is going to that week eight team. I don't know what voodoo magic Mike Tomlin has up his sleeve. For the rest of this season, but I Kenny Pickett does not look like the answer for that Pittsburgh team. And no, he is the answer. Extend Kenny Pickett, right? That's what you want to say. Let let him play. Let Canada do his thing as the coordinator. Let them all just keep on going. Status quo. They're the Steelers. They know better than anyone else. Let it be. It'll be interesting to see what they do because. I don't think Mr. Bisky is much better, <laughs> if anything. So they're going to they're gonna need to figure it out. And I think once week 18 comes, there's going to be some revenge on the mind of, of those Baltimore Ravens. A reckoning. Absolutely. Q, I appreciate you, though. Thanks so much. Again, thank you for tuning in to Locked on Ravens today. Be sure to subscribe, follow along, audio form, video form, the whole nine yards. Come up tomorrow. I'll be talking more Ravens, of course, here on the show. So be sure to stay tuned. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.